Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You ready to get in this thing? Share it. It's going to help some people. We're going to help some people. Here we go. Ready? You're really making it. Here's today. When it's hard to walk in love. That's not how I coined it. But I coined it like this, but it was very good. Our, our, our department did very well. Here's what I said. You're really making it hard for me to walk in love. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Listen, we are, we're, we're looking at, at the seasonal life we're in. And, um, you know, I've been waiting a couple months to really talk about the love of God. Seriously. And I wanted to do it, like, earlier in the year, and it didn't happen because I felt like it, I don't know, I just didn't feel the release to. And now I know uh, I'm I'm what I'm, I'm talking today about what I need to be talking about. Um, I believe it's not only just timely; it's it's probably uh, how would you even put it? It's beyond just being timely. It's it's basically needed. It's it's really a God timeline we're on because um really simple and I and just like let's just check everything at the door. Come in the church. Are you going to speak subliminally to us? No. I don't do that. I don't need to do that. Um, if I got something to tell you, I'm going to tell you. If you know, I don't play like, oh, is he talking to me? Did he? I don't know what you guys post. I don't really care what you post. I don't really stay up on that stuff. Ain't my thing. So is, is he talking about me? No. If I got a problem with you, I'll talk to you. I don't have a problem with anybody. I'm not trying to be subliminal. I'm just trying to tell you what I know from the Lord. So please just, just lose some stuff that we come into church with like, oh, my God. I know this, that Love right now is probably the most important thing we could be carrying as believers because you guys are believers. Listen, flesh and blood is not your battle. That's the Bible. Okay, so I'm not going to give you, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know what? It's funny. I was thinking about something. I told the team, I am not the people's pastor. You, go, you put on a new, you see a bunch of people pastors, a bunch of people pastoring going on. No, that ain't me. I'm God's man, pastor. And I'm going to tell you what everybody, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says and not my opinion of the Bible, the stuff I'm going to subject myself to in the Bible. I'm not talking about nobody else, but I'm just telling you, you got to look at the word. And there's no, there's no in and out with the word. You do what you want to do with it, but I just knew we had to talk about the love of God. This is for everybody. This is for me. I repented because I ain't living up to the label. But I'm doing the best I can. So as we get in this today, we're going to be talking about the love of God. I'm going to tell you the love of God, what I believe. But let me explain to you. Love is not a cop-out of the church. You hear this terminology. Well, because the church doesn't want to deal with stuff, the church just throws the love label out there. No, love is the, not the cop-out of the church. It is the character of the CEO of the church. And if you're going to be the church, there ain't no way around love. So don't go give me this my cop-out. Ain't no cop-out. Ain't no hiding. We're not, nobody's hiding as the church. We get labeled the church. Like we don't, The government doesn't really want to know what I want to say. If they do, bring me, to, bring me places. I'll let them know. I'm okay with going on CNN and all that. God, God, to God be the glory. Whatever. I'll go anywhere. Fox, whatever you want. Well, pick your news outlet. Put me on ESPN for crying out loud. I'm ready to go. But here's what I'm trying to say. We have to understand what the love of God is. And the love of God is not the love that the world looks like. And it's, it's, not a, it's not an exemption. It is the character. 
of, of the believer and what we're supposed to be, and the CEO of the organization called Christianity, guess what? It's his only requirement to be part of the club. Because Jesus didn't say, by some prayer you prayed, they're going to know you're my disciple. He didn't say, by some prayer in Romans you read, you're going to be a believer. He said, no, by the love you have one for another, I'll know that all men and all men will know that you love me. So now the label's going to a whole new level. Because you got to realize something. In John 13, 1, now I'm going to talk to you really at a level where it's going to be easy to receive but just be ready to be open to God's transformation because this is what love looks like. People make it hard for us to walk in love because we got to remember something. It is humanly impossible to love like Jesus without the power of God helping you. And in John 13, 1, you start seeing something. Jesus said this, now before the feast of the Passover, when the Jews knew that his hour was come, he should depart out of this world, the Father, and go into the Father Having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Jesus is getting ready to leave, and he leaves his disciples with probably the greatest message he ever gave them. I don't know about you, but as he's getting ready to leave the earth, Jesus takes John 13. He washes the disciples. He, he knows, he knows, he knows that he literally knows that right now I am in a spot where Walking in love is not going to be easy because I'm staring at Judas. I know Peter's going to betray me. I'm at the last spot I'm at, and I'm trying to navigate life. And Jesus, by the example of love, says this. Knowing his hour was getting ready to come, he washes the disciples' feet. He sits at the Last Supper. He explains what's going on, and he says this. And then he goes down to John 13, 34, and 35, and he explains it. He says, and I give you a new commandment. That you love one another, not the way you want to love people, but the way I loved you. That you start loving one another the way I loved you, not the way you want to love. And by this, all men shall know that you are my disciple. The love you got one to another. So now I'm starting to go, man, look, we got a problem here. Because Houston, we got a problem. Because we don't, we, this is not about human love. This thing, let me explain to you. The battle is not flesh and blood. Wake up. The devil said, this thing ain't flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle, and you better know your enemy. Because if you don't know your enemy, you're going you're gonna to get in the thing where you're going to get in a pressure, we are going to get in a thing that you don't need to be getting into for yourself, and it's going to be called you're going to get offended. And the next thing, everybody's getting offended. Everybody's getting hurt. Nobody wants, and granted, there is stuff we're going to talk about, but let's be serious. Because here's the thing I think is so important. Love is a divine seed that produces a relentless, unending harvest. Love must be learned, and if you're not teachable, you're not going to be found loving others. Love, I say this, love is a learned commodity. Christian people ain't going to love just because the love of God is shed abroad in their heart. You kidding me? You got to teach people how to love. And I'm going to show you in a minute now, because all, all you grace people, I love you, but you didn't understand what was getting ready to happen to you all. Praise God, I love the grace of God. Great, look, you grace people, you're going to get mad at me, but I'm going to smack you because I love you. And I, I'm, not a, I'm not a non-grace preacher, but let me tell you what I got excited about when I heard the message. Oh, y'all like that grace stuff? Y'all like it? 
Look, I ain't picking on you now. I'm going to straighten, straighten out the ship because I know what I'm doing. I'm the captain of it. Praise be to God. Grace, 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 grace. Come on, right? We are grace, grace. It's grace. By the grace of God, we're saved. Grace, grace, grace. It's all over the TV, word of faith guys screaming. I didn't scream. You ever hear me say anything bad about the, the message of grace? You ever hear me say anything? No, not once. But here it comes, baby. How many of you like that message of grace? You like it? Don't you lie. Y'all know you like it. But here's the problem. An imbalanced diet will make you unhealthy. What do I mean? Okay, let me show you what I mean. We've got a law in the Old Testament. Here's what the law says. If I kill you, I am to be killed. Okay, that's the Old Testament. The Old Testament. If I commit fornication in the wrong way, I shall be stoned. That is law. How many like law? But we want grace. Don't you want grace? I want grace. Uh, come on, guys. Think. How many of you want grace? Okay. You want Who would rather have law of grace? Who would rather have the wrath of God come on them with law for their disobedience? Who wants that? Stand up if you want that. Do you, want, do you want the pendulum of life to swing based upon your performance in Christianity? Not a person in this building would want that. So God gave us what? By, say, by faith are you saved through? I love grace. I'm a preacher of grace. But now let me show you the power of grace. It's called the New Testament law of love. Uh, if you hate your brother... You've committed murder in your heart. But I didn't touch him. But you think it in here. See, I can't wait till heaven pulls back the panel and we really see what's inside everybody's heart. Because you're going to see a whole different tune from a lot of people that are saying one thing with their mouth, but their heart's a million miles away. Let me tell you something, honey. The show's going to be over sooner enough, and we're all going to stand there and watch the videos. And it ain't going to be what you did in performance land in front of a TV or whatever it is, it's going to be standing before the only guy that is judge and juror. And let's pray to God, the God of grace is graceful today before I bow my knee before him. Look, 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 I'm, I, I, I said this in the morning service. I said, I'm still a mess. You know, I like it when you go to those construction sites. Pardon our dust. We're still a work in progress. I told Lauren, you better make me a shirt and get me a hat. I'm a mess. I'm still a work in progress. Come on, man, I need some help. So now let me show you now, grace, grace, grace. I'm down with the grace. God bless the grace. Now listen, I'm not belittling a message. You, you hear my heart, right? But let me show you the power of grace. Well, what is it? Well, if you got hatred in here towards somebody, it's as good as murder. Okay. Uh, you look upon a woman with lust. Not touch her. You look upon her with lust. It's as good as committing adultery. I said to everybody in the morning, I said, you feel like repenting now? <laughs> Go ahead. Boys and girls, because I know some of you girls, you're looking too. Come on, stop. Right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Wait a minute now. You said over here, man, if I, if, I, if I fornicate and all this stuff, I get stoned to death. You said over here, if I just look at somebody, I'm in trouble? This is Grace. This is the gray side. You see the gray side? What seems harder, guys? 
Come on, think. We're going to think today. We're going to use, you're very smart, you're brilliant people. We're going to think today. What seems to be harder? Um, kill somebody with my bare hands, be killed, okay. Or driving in traffic, not want to kill somebody. What seems harder for you? I'm pretty much struggling right here in the gray side. How about you? I'm not really struggling over there. I'm pretty good. Pretty much I'm going to yell a lot. I don't think I'm going to get out and hit somebody. Okay? So this side seems harder, right? But this side is where you receive the power to be an overcomer through his ability in you, not your own. Oh, here we go now. Wait a minute. So the gray side seems harder, but this is the side we want. Write this in your notes real big. It's time for you to start living up to the label. You want the grace? You got it, baby. Now you got to live up to it. And I'm not knocking the guys that preach it. They're my friends. And if they're not my friends, I know their ministry is awesome. And they bring a great message to the body of Christ that was well needed. But now everybody that's screaming, well, give us grace. It's great. Well, here it is. Now you got to live up to it. Now you got to get the benefit of, oh, we, we don't have to be tried by works. Nope. We don't have to live by work. Nope. We don't have to. God's blood. Yep. We got to forgive. Yep. We got the ability. Yep. Well, guess what? We got to forgive so you can learn to forgive. You didn't get to forgive on your side so you don't get to forgive everybody else. I'm going to talk about it a little bit of time. The God side is simple when you get that first to understand the man side. You try doing the man side without the God side, you got a problem. Because human love can never overlook the imperfections of man. But only the perfection of God can give you the ability to overlook the imperfections of man. I'm telling you, you better get a revelation of it. Otherwise, you're going to get offended. And let me tell you something right here now. Everybody's getting offended because everybody's hurt and mad and broken. And, 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 and you want, and some of this stuff, let me tell you something right here now. Be, some of you guys, Chill, because let me tell you something. Jesus was the master. Love must be learned. You're not just going to do this automatically because you feel like it. You've been empowered by God to manifest love. And don't tell me none. You got to look at Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, come on, man. Jesus shows up. Man, Jesus, is, Jesus understands this stuff. He knows what it's like. Jesus literally finds Lazarus dead and says, good. It's good Lazarus is dead, and I'm happy he's dead. And you know what? He's dead, and it's good for you to see that he's going to die, and we're going to go there anyway. And he shows up with Mary and Martha show up, and Mary's crying, and Martha's crying. And they say, Lazarus, Lazarus is dead. Don't you know, Jesus, if you would have come, you could have fixed this? Jesus is like, that's why I'm here. I'm on the fix the problem of your life because I am the solution. Yeah, it's good, but pay attention and get this. Ready? And that's not me being rough. Hear me. And why is he crying? Why is he crying with Mary and Martha when he knew all the while he was going there to tell their asses, get up? Why, everybody knows the scripture, Jesus wept. Well, why was Jesus weeping? You know why he was weeping? Because Lazarus' friend is dead. And why in the world is Jesus weeping with Mary and Martha when he knows the only reason why I'm standing before this tomb is tell that joker come out of there? 
Because everybody wants a right to speak in the situations and circumstances, but sometimes in life, you better feel what everybody's feeling in the middle of the circumstances before you open your mouth. Because sometimes your insensitivity of us, look at, I, I, I got, I'm going to tell you something here now. Some of you better learn this stuff because you got to get this. There is open opportunity. Sometimes you need to let people vent even things that are unrealistic to anybody's mind. And guys, you know what I'm talking about. And I ain't picking on the women. God bless you. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just got to let her flow. Because if she, you know what I mean? And you've been there too. We're like big babies anyway. We're like everything's no good and you got to let it out sometimes. I got a friend, I, I'm not going to mention her. I got some friends this week. I've talked to a lot of people, especially my pastor friends. I said, I'm going to give you an open platform to say whatever you want to say in this phone call and conversation. I don't care what you got to say. You can let it out. I don't care if you cuss. I'm just telling you what I said. I don't care if you cause. I don't care if you get mad. I don't care if you get angry. I don't care what you do. I will not judge you in a moment of life for a lifetime of relationship. I will not judge you in a moment of life for a lifetime of relationship. I wouldn't expect you to do that with me, and I sure ain't going to do that with you. Sometimes you got to live in the moment and feel what people are feeling before you respond to something, even though you have the truth all the while. Jesus has a master. He didn't sit there saying, what you crying about, Mary Martha? Get over it. Don't you know I'm the resurrection and the life? Shut up. Can you imagine this guy? How insensitive in a moment he would be? No, Jesus said he felt the pain of the moment. He felt the situation, but he came with the solution. Do we, do we want to really re receive and relieve people, or we just want to be right? Sometimes you got to be careful in moments and time. So I'm telling you, be sensitive, but here's the thing. Come with a solution. Because you'll be crying forever if you don't get solutions. So coming in this arena and understand what I'm saying. Love is a learned commodity. Now the grace side of love is, takes more responsibility to live in than the law side of love. Because law is simple. Do, don't, do, don't, do, don't. There ain't no governing in the grace side. You got to govern yourself. That's the blessedness of the freedom of grace. But let me show you something, honey. There's a whole lot more responsibility in the grace side than there is in the law side. Because the law side, I just walk around, what do I do, what I don't do? What do I feel, what do I don't feel? What do I act like, what I don't act? And they couldn't even get that right. Over here, you're self-governed by the Holy Spirit, and you're supposed to be working on being people of love. I got news for you. We ain't got the love of God running rampant in the church. If we did, the world would be coming running in here. And don't tell me, oh, you know, the world, now the world could see love. He said, by all men, by this shall know that you are my disciple. He didn't say only the saved people going to see it. He said the earth's going to see it. And the church, let me tell you right now, now I'm going to get on my banjo wagon over here. Church, do me a favor. I'm going to tell you right now. Put this on my disclaimer. These church people talking for the church, I don't got no part with them. I don't got no place with them. I don't want to exempt me, and don't you label me with them because I got nothing to do with that mess. I'm on a disclaimer because that stuff's disgusting. Foolish nonsense. Do you understand what that means? If you didn't get it, you'll catch it on the ride home. Because don't make this my public opinion, and it's not. Do you understand? Know it's important. 
Because then you get labeled like, well, you know, no, 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 no. I want to see this love. I want, don't talk about love. Show me love. And love don't look like human love. The love of God's going to be different. Well, Jesus, look at this. Look at John. You getting this? You pulling this in? Love must be learned. I call it a learned commodity. If you don't learn how to love, guess what? You ain't going to do it. But I'm saved. Big deal. You saved. I mean, you changed. You saved and the saved didn't do nothing for your mouth. You saved and saved didn't do nothing in your heart. You saved and going to heaven and you hate people. What kind of person saved going to heaven and hate somebody? You want to, I'm going to tell you right now. You want to know the number one injustice? The number one injustice is before God. How can you look at something that God created and say you don't like it? That's, that's, that's gross, man. And you saved, though, you going to heaven. You're going to look at the creator that made everybody, made everything. You understand this? And we're looking at the creator that created everything, and we're going to go judge it. You know, that's rebellion. You know what these people got a problem with? Rebellion. The evil. Came out of the garden. Where did this all come out of? Genesis. You know who gave it? It wasn't God. It wasn't human. It's demonic. It was the third party in the garden talking. Always has been, always will be. He's slick, though, bro. That devil's so slick. He's slick, man. What you mean he created division? You better believe it. He created division in the garden. Hasn't stopped since. And you just go, you say, you know what, man, I, 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 could, I could spin this thing. You'll see it if you really pay attention to me. You want to hear it? This ain't got nothing to do with human beings. It's got to do with deception of mankind. Gullible people eating deception that's been pimped out of a pimp called Lucifer. And you sitting over there thinking because somebody was born somewhere, he didn't work straight. He just working greater on the minds of the ignorant and unlearned. Yeah, don't let me loose. CNN would make me fuzzy. Fox might shut me down. I don't know what's, I don't know, whatever you listen to. ESPN might lead me on. I'm just telling you the God's honest truth. You can't get around it. I'm three steps ahead, not because I'm smart. That book's telling me something. Where do you think reason came from? Where do you think dissension came from? Started with Cain and Abel. Am I supposed to be my brother's keeper? Jealousy, hatred, bitterness. It's all Lucifer, man. Are you sitting there saying people ain't drink? They drank the Kool-Aid and Lucifer's been pumping, buddy. What do you think they're doing? How ignorant can you be to look upon another man or woman and based by the melatonin in their skin tell me how I'm going to judge who they are? Are you destroyed and destroyed in your mind? Evil's in within the heart of man. God Almighty, are you reading? What are you reading? Somebody need to shut the TV off and start reading the Bible. Evil, evil, evil is in the heart of the wicked. But the church needs to be taught. Now, the church want to run around saying, love, 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 love. No, the church needs to be trained in love. You don't just talk love. You got to be trained in love, and we don't even know where to be looking for love. And I'm going to tell you right here now, it is not in our charismatic leaders that we're supposed to be looking at love. The problem with you people is this, and I love you all. You're my church, and everybody watching on the screen, is you listen to a bunch of preachers 
that don't know nothing, and you better listen to what I'm telling you for a minute here about this word of God. Don't even look at me. I am not your example of what you're supposed to be. I'm trying to do the best I can, but I'm still a work in progress. This book, Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. It's your responsibility to eat the word of God. I heard somebody other, well, I, went, I was going to this for a church, but we didn't, not here, that we're not getting fed. Shut up and feed yourself. I went to a church that didn't feed me. I don't go into your house in the morning and shove Cheerios down your throat. I sure ain't going to go there and stick the word of God in your ear. Cut it out. Did you eat this morning? Who ate breakfast this morning? Raise your hand. You ate breakfast? Who ate breakfast this morning? Mike, you ate breakfast? Did I come over there? I was going, ooh, here's your Cheerios. Ooh, Mikey. Mikey likes it. He'll eat it. No, weirdo. That'd be weird. You people weird. No. Pick up the Bible. Read it. What's the book say? You don't even know what the book says. And you go out there and say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. You like the people on the job that don't know nothing about what I'm looking for in the store. I don't like you. You know why? You work there. You should know where. I think it's, I, I went down there. I think it's aisle 12. Might be 14, 60. I don't know. Somewhere down there. You work here, bro. You should know where the lawn stuff is. Shut it. You people like the bird I got in the back of the house. That little bird, boom, bird come, pop, pop, pop. They look at a finch. I don't even know. Don't ask me. I'm not a bird guy. I didn't kill nobody, so praise be to God, all right? Their birds are safe. Everybody, everybody's pastor, did you touch the birds? No, I didn't touch the bird. Okay, the birds lived. They flew away. Everybody's happy. God bless America. God, whatever, right? They lived. They're all right. Because I know I got one of those people, you know, PETA, PETA, whatever that thing is. Did you hurt the bird? No, I didn't do nothing to the bird. I wanted to feed the bird. I felt sorry for the bird. You know, you like the little bird, though. The mama comes around. As soon as she touches that, here those birds come with their mouth wide open. Ah, they didn't care what she was shoving in her mouth. That's Christians. Just shove it in my mouth. If it's the labels on it, I'll believe it. You better get one with the word of God and know what the Bible says. And stop looking at the leaders of today to tell you what you're supposed to do. They don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. Preaching their opinion and telling you it's the word of God. I'll shut your mouth. And don't you say their part with me. They're not. We're not in the same union. Forget it. We might be in the same body, but they're the foot or something. I don't know. I can't, I, I can't understand this stuff. Now I'm done. Okay, I feel better. All right. I repent later. I'm preaching love. But you understand what I'm saying? What is the example of love? Where do you think you're going to see love? You think you're going to see it at a guy sitting next to you? No. You got to see it in Jesus. You can't even look at Paul, Peter, James, John. They're great. Yeah, look at Jesus, man. Look what he says in John 15, 9. Message. I have loved you the way the Father loved me. He learned it. He learned it. He learned it. Jesus watched. He said, my father loves me. How in the world is he hanging on the cross? After he's been mutilated from mankind, rejected, refused, betrayed, belittled, destroyed, brutalized, and hang in the air with nails, holding him up. Look at a man in the earth and say, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. <sighs> what? Are you, what? Nobody's got a resume of love like this. Now, listen, man, I'm not expecting us to get, but we got capacity through grace to get close. And if we ain't close, we got grace capacity to get better. And you might not be great, and you might not perfect it, but guys, we can get better. It might not be about being right, 
on spot, but I can get better. I might not get it right all the time, but I can get better. I might not even get it right 90%. I might even get it right only 10 but I can get better. And grace and love lets me get better. But I better know where I'm looking at to get the source of my information. Otherwise, I'm going to be tainted in my vision. Because I'm looking at love like, oh, this is what it is. No, we better learn what it is. Love's got to be learned. In order for us to love like Jesus loved, we're going to have to be students of Jesus. Following and observing how he loved. Just because love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Look at Romans 5 and 5. Love of God is shed abroad in my heart. You know what that means? He's opened up the floodgates of heaven. Let love just press in you. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Shed abroad means just he opened up the floodgate and just flooded you with love. We've been flooded with love, but guess what? We ain't going to see it if you hold it back. If you don't let it out, you don't yield to it, we ain't going to see it. You could have the love of God shed up. The minute you get saved, you got all the love you need. But if you don't yield to it, if you don't be a love yielder, we're not going to be an earth seer. You got to be a love yielder. Write it down. I got to yield to the love of God. If it's been shed abroad in my heart, no, what's that matter? If I don't yield to it, we're not going to see it. If I don't access it, and t- you can have everything you need, but if you don't yield to that love, that love ain't going. I ain't going to yield to it. Nobody else is doing it. You can't look at what everybody else is doing to determine what you're doing. Look, I got something later on. I thought I was going to get to it. Ain't no way I'm going to get to it. But here's the thing, and I'll get to it next week. But here's what I wrote, and I love this, man, and it's way down there, so there ain't no way we're getting there. But here's what I thought. Thinking that this, you got, you got to learn this thing. Love is love is going to be a choice. Love is going to be an understanding. But here's the thing. Don't give up on doing the right thing. Write that down. Don't give up on doing the right thing. Everybody else doing the wrong thing. You do the right thing. That's what makes the standard change. You don't do the wrong, everybody, everybody going to do the wrong thing. No, man, don't give up on doing the right thing. It's the God thing. If it's the God thing, you stay with it. My friends don't think like, I lost, how many friends I lost in life for doing the right thing? Come on, man, look at you guys right here, sitting here right now. How many friends do people do not hang out with you no more because you did the right thing? Sometimes doing the right thing is lonely. Do you ever do the right thing and get in trouble? And if you would have did the wrong thing, you would have got away with it? But you decided not to do the wrong thing. You did the right. I've done the right thing and gotten. I mean, I could have swept stuff under the rug, but we did the right thing. You ever been there? Got to make a decision from the right thing to the wrong thing. And you know, if you take the right thing road, I'm going to eat it on this one, man. I'm going to have, I'm going to create drama and have to go through all this and do all that. And you're like, no, I got to do the right thing. And I got more problems. But it's almost like society pushes you to do the wrong thing because you can get away with it than do the right thing and have to face the consequences. But I got news for you. Don't ever give up on doing the right thing. Don't you ever stop doing the right thing. Because the right thing, if it's the God thing, is going to be the thing that brings glory to God. And I got news for you right here now. You're going to see Jesus one day. And I, I'm going to tell you right here now, I'm not trying to be the guy, but I'm going to be the guy. You're going to see Jesus. And the truth of who you really are is coming out, man. You better make sure you fix your heart, fix your head, fix your mind. I don't care. I can't go in there and be like, oh, bro, uh, Brother Keith, you come with me. I'm going before Jesus today. Come on. You come with me, Brother Keith. Brother Jerry, you come too. I'm a little nervous. Nah, man, there ain't no company when you get to go before the king. You got to really, you got to let him get in there and let him, you know. That's why I like that grace, but man, we better live up to the label. You see, you never seen grace like that, did you? You're like, praise me God, I'm a preacher of grace. Me too. But I knew the responsibility of grace the minute I heard it. Was he was going to expect more out of the grace people than he was the law people. You want to stay in law? Go ahead. You don't get the benefits, but once you step into grace, you got capacity to be. 
Then it comes down to character and growing up. See, I know an unbalanced diet makes you off the, you know, weird. All you people stop eating carbs, you're mean. <laughs> eating 900 hours of protein. I got protein. I'm so proteined up. Give me, give me steak. Man, you go by those people eating in carbs? They're mean. Mike, you ever seen them people eating? You should eat some carbs. It's good for you. God almighty. All those non-carb people, y'all mean. You know who you are. You know what I mean? It's true. You know? All right. Praise be to God. Whatever. No, don't keep lying in church. It's working out good for you. In order, just because the love of God is shed a burning heart, don't mean we're going to see it. Here, write this down. Write this down. This is so good. A Christian, whoa, come on, we got to go. A Christian left on their own is never going to find the way to the Jesus kind of love. Man, you better write that down. You better write that down. A Christian left on their own is never going to figure out how to tap into the God kind of love. You got to teach it. You see that? No, you, this is what we need to do. We need to jerk the slack out of somebody. No, you can't talk like that. That's what I was trying to tell you last week. I said, Pastor Chris, now listen, I'm not picking on you. There's things I refuse to do as the pastor of the church because I know you struggle with it. So I'll never do it. That's a standard of what I made. So, you, look, I, I don't got a racist bone in my body. Never had, never will. But I understand. You got to understand something. You got to understand what people are going through. That's why I've had, I've had, I don't know, I'm over here. I had, I've had communication to understand what does, what does that, what is that like? What does that feel like? I got people in the church coming and say, Pastor, I got, I got hammered for going to the, to the church. I said, hammered for what? They're like, you're a white dude. I said, I know. <laughs> okay. But they're like, yeah, but I was going to the church. I was, a, I, was a, I was an African-American guy. I go to a white guy's church. They were like, why are you going over there? I listen to my people. We're all together in this. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been there. I know. I know. Man, pastor, I know what it was like getting pulled over. I said, what you get pulled over for? I just got pulled over for no reason. I'm my friend. He's like my son. He ain't in the state. He ain't in the state here. So. I pull over and say, where's this at? Where'd you get that? What a question to ask a human being. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on. Ain't nobody sitting here like a goofball and got their head in the sand. We've been together a long time, guys. I'm not sitting here like some moron doesn't know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of good and bad in the whole world. That also doesn't mean everybody that's in law enforcement's off their rocker. I got law enforcement people in here. That doesn't mean everybody that's one division and one division doesn't mean everybody's crazy. Doesn't mean everybody's wrong. Doesn't mean everybody's messed up. Doesn't mean the whole thing's, there's some, there's, look, guys, there's some bad apples in the bunch. Let's be straight. But we got, we got to look at, we got to look at a standard that's different in the world. And I, I'm, when the church starts sounding like, you know, everybody gets mad when the church, when the church doesn't sound like the world. And we start, when we start sounding like the world, we're supposed to be the church, and we get back around. No, why don't we just stay the church all the while and stop going and playing what's comfortable? Now, I'm being serious here. Now, you might not, you might not, you, you understand what I'm saying here. No one is living in an oblivious world. In, in, any kind of injustice, any kind of injustice to any human being. Vice of white, Puerto Rican, Spanish, black, white, Chinese, I don't even know, that's wrong. Come on, man. But what are we supposed to be an example of in the earth? The church, man. And where are we being, where are we being gracious to everybody? 
Look, guys, I'm not, listen, I'd be, I'd be crazy to think I'm going to go change the world. I'm going to try, but they're going to produce sometimes what they keep producing. But, man, I'll tell you right here now, we got to live up to the label we've been given. Does that make sense? Are you catching me? Look, man, look, if, you, if you're struggling in an arena of, of, of dislike towards someone because you don't really understand stuff, okay, we're the church. Let us teach you what love looks like. So I'm going to tell you right here now, we got, we got a sin problem, man. Now, that ain't no cop-out. Only God can get in a heart like that. I got people in this church, grew up, grew up. They, they, had, they had not racial problems. They were racist. And you know what they did? They got saved. And literally were like, I love my brother. There was a season of life. I grew up in a, in a situation of, 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 not me, but they grew up in a situation of hate. Not based upon anything but ignorance. But when God came in, my God in heaven, is anybody paying attention to me in here today? But when God came in, are you seeing this though? Look, only God can change the heart of a human being. But guys, guess what? Our heart has been changed. Has it not? Are we going to live up to the label? Of what God has created, are we going? Or you can, let me tell you, you can you can exempt. Listen, man, you can exempt everything else you want to exempt, but you can't exempt this book. If you want, if you want, if you want it, if you want, here it is. This is it right here. This is here, 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 here. You live up to this. You live up to this. You live up to this. You live up to the whole. You live. Well, okay. Look, that, that means, look, I can't, I can't take a scissor, cut out what I don't like, and only leave glue in there what I want to glue in there. I can't do it. And let me tell you something right now. If you got something wrong with your heart, the greatest thing in the world you should do, the Bible said examine it. And if something's not right with it, expose it between your heavenly father. Go get this stuff out of your head. Get it out of your heart. Get that pain out of there. Get that thing. Let God come in because only God can heal a man. I can't do it. Come on. But we better, listen, I'm telling you right now, we better love with love. We better learn what love is. Look, nobody's walking around. Look, nobody's walking around. Nobody's walking around trying not to be sensitive to one another's needs. I don't think. And if you are, what would love do? Come on, we're a family. That's the, I'm not so, I'm just talking in general in the house, but it's going to go all over. I don't care where it goes, but you understand what I'm saying? You're catching my heart. I know, I know, I know this thing goes. Because anybody in the right mind, come on, look. Anybody in the right mind would know people, 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 people have been put in painful situations because of evil. And they know you can't label this thing, I grew up or I had, nah, man, see, evil's evil. That's all there is, man. This book's, this book's clear, man. Evil's evil. And look, I don't want to sit here and say, you, you, you got some things. You won't get rid of it. Only love can do that. You can't explain agape. How you going to explain it? You got to experience it. You can't explain the love of God. How you love somebody you don't know? Pastor how, you, how can you love it? Easy. Because once you tell me, see, here's the thing, I got to say, I was one guy walking in and turning another guy walking. I walked in the room, one guy walked out, another guy. 
agape hit me. And you can't say the same when God touches you. Some of you got to let God touch you. Some of you got to let God get in and do what only he can do. And some of you going to sit there and say, well, I don't want to. I want to keep my ways. Well, you keep your ways all you want as long as you better get them straight before heaven. See, I want, the, I want the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. You want the grace? Here it is. Now live up to the label. He'll give you the ability. But I don't want to. I want an opinion. You want to stay in grace, you don't get one. What do you mean I don't get an opinion? You realize your vocabulary becomes very short the minute you become a person of the word of God? Have you not figured this out yet? But I want to say, you ain't get no say. You get yes, sir. But I want to I wanna say something. I want to be heard. Most people don't need to be heard, number one. But the people that want to be heard, uh, my vocabulary comes real, real quick and real short when I say, because see, I, I got, see, I have a responsibility and a right as a believer. I only say, I can only say what that book tells me. Uh, Jesus, who are you? Uh, I am who you say I am. <laughs> he ain't got much vocabulary, vernacular. We say, oh yeah, but wait a minute now. Now listen, we're the church. Now, how many like the label? You like the label? You, li- you like the label? Live up to the brand. No, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play for a little bit. This is this is nice. Okay, I'm just pick. I'm just showing you. The label will tell you how much it costs. You don't tell me how much it costs. You can think how much. I know how much it costs. That's why it says what it says in there. And I, the, la- the label. Don't you try to tell me how much I paid for it. I know how much I paid for it. The label tells me how much it costs. You don't tell me how much it costs. I know how much it costs. Live up to the label. He told me how much I'm worth. Don't you let, don't you let man, and young people, you pay attention to me. Oh, I, I'm preaching my little ones silly. You don't let nobody label who you are. Are you kidding me? You do not, let me explain something to you about this. You never let anybody label who you are. You tell everybody who you are. You never, young people, you listen to me. You don't let nobody label who you are. Never let, people in here, you don't let anybody, who you, what? You don't know who I am. Walk with a little, walk a little puffed up. You know what I mean by puffed up? You know what I mean puffed up means? Pick your head up and puff up a little. You know who I am? My God in heaven, where'd you come from? I come from heaven. Where you come from? Where you live? It's a revelation of an internal position. You understand that? That's who you are. You understand that? You might have a limitation. You know, these people in here got limitations. You never let your limitation. Remember, I told you Jacob limp, but guess what? His limitation never stopped his access. I'm all over the place, but just you catch it. A Christian left on their own will never find their way into the Jesus kind of love. You ain't going to do it on your own. You got to love others the way Jesus loved, and when you love others like Jesus loved, that will make you love like God. You better write that down. That's the truth right there. I'm going to say it again. I know I caught you. You see, you love others the way Jesus loved you, and when you love others like Jesus loved you, that will make you love like God. That's the truth now. Look, we are compassionate To only a place of convenience. Yes, 
we are compassionate only to a place of convenience. God's love is going to be the most inconvenient thing you've ever seen in your life. Because it's not going to allow you to have anything of your own will in it. You're going to have to love unconditionally. And here's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> I'm serious. If you're going to love, Pastor Liz says it way better than me. We, caught, we stole it from Doug Jones. Love's going to do what's most beneficial for the person, not what's most beneficial for me. You better hear that again, man, because I'm leaving you with this. Did you hear what I said? Love is going to become uncomfortable because love has nothing to do with you being comfortable in it. I'll say it seven different ways so you get it. You're doing great. It's a lot. If I'm going to love Billy, you know what that means? I don't go in there, okay, Billy, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to love you like this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to love you like that, and I'm going to love you like this. Billy's going to go, uh, isn't that selfish? Yes and amen. I go to Miss G. I go, G, I'm going to love you, but here's how I'm going to love you. Well, I'm going to love you if you, sh- you, know, you show up at church, you do it. Come on. Right. I'm going to love you. Here's my standard of love. I'm going to love you if you do that. You're giving right. I'm gonna lo- that's just, that's selfish. That's all about me. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. If you respond right to me, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you too, bro, but you better respond right to me. You don't respond. You selfish all day long. You don't love you. you. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to love you, but I'm going to build the standard of what it's going to look like. That ain't love. Garth, that ain't love. You know what I'm saying? That's me just putting my, I'll love you. Because this is what we are. We're a bunch of Christian people. We reaped all this love from God, but then we want to love people the way we want to love, and then we can't figure it out. He didn't say you love them the way you want to love them. He said you love them the way I loved you. Here's the problem with people. They don't know how much God loved them. A man who is broken in his mentality of loving people has not experienced the love of God at full capacity. Because the man's side of life is so hard and difficult when you have not received the God side of life. The God side discovered makes the man side a lot easier. Does that make sense? So what you do not understand, uh, you forgive Jerry. I don't want to forgive Jerry. You You don't forgive Jerry, I can't forgive you. Now go slow. What do you mean you can't forgive Jerry? I don't want to forget. Jerry got over on me. Jerry did it. Jerry never did any of this, but Jerry, 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 Jerry. God didn't say you love Jerry and forgive Jerry because Jerry's action or response. He said you do it because of what I gave you. Man, a long time ago, I was young in this thing, man. Mike, I was early. Donnie, early, man. I'm talking first couple months of being saved. God said you need to sow what you reaped. I said, I don't think I got that scripture right. Don't you reap what you sow? He said, no, you sow what you reap, kid. I walked away. I said, I don't get it. You reap what you sow. What do you mean you sow what you reap? What do you mean you sow what you reap? He said, and I never forget it. I never forget it as long as I live. I seen it. He goes, what did you reap? That's what you sow. And I thought about that story in the Bible, and he took me there. He said, remember the guy owed money? He said the guy owed 50 bucks. The other guy owed a million dollars. He forgave the debt. The million-dollar debt got forgiven. The guy with 50 bucks, he started choking the guy. So Billy had a million-dollar debt, and he said, oh, you're forgiven. Go and be in peace. Billy comes over here, sees Chris, and chokes him for 50 bucks. Give me the 50. Give me the 50. Give me the 50. The king found out and said, what are you kidding me? I gave this guy a million-dollar get-off-the-hook, and he's holding this guy in contempt for 50 bucks. He came back and said, I'm throwing you in prison. I'm taking it back. I'm taking your family, and I want my money. 
and it was a symbol of what we receive from God, but then we can't give it to mankind. I'm not going to love you and bless you and forgive you because of your performance towards me. I'm not going to forgive you, forget, go on with life because of your performance towards me. I'm going to give it to you because of what he gave to me. I'm going to forgive the unforgivable because he forgave my unforgivable. I'm going to let you off the hook because he let me off the hook. I'm a, you like that label of grace? Now we got to live up to it. we got to grow. Listen, what's love? The definition of love is this. I'm going to say something here, right? You might want to write this down. Okay? Christians are supposed to respond to problems with faith. But Christians are supposed to respond to people with love. Christians are supposed to respond to problems with faith. Right? We all are. But it's to say faith responds to problems like God would. But love is treating the people like God would. It's responding to people like God would love. So what's love? This is the formal ongoing definition and I'm going to let you go. The definition of love is this. It's the joyfully, it means the joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. When you as Jesus love, the recipient will be better off after you have loved them than before you ever touched their lives. Love does what's most beneficial for the recipient at that given moment. So here's what it says. The definition of love is this. I'm supposed to be joyfully choosing. That's nothing too. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Imagine showing up to your wife. Oh, yeah, I love you. Yeah, you're great. Can you imagine this? Yeah, okay. I'll, okay. You go see the boys. Uh, yeah, I'll go, uh, I'm gonna, I'll go play ball with you. You're all right. Come on, kid. Come on. Joyfully choosing. Not phony, but joyfully. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Joy. Having joy. Keep your joy. Right? Is what? Joyfully choosing to take an action that promotes the welfare of another. So here's the question. Is this promoting your welfare or my welfare? You know what I'm saying? It's like this. Oh, Brother Lynn, I'm going to love you as long as it's comfortable for me. That ain't my, that's my welfare, not his. You see it, Chris? I'm using you guys because I know your name. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Oh, I, I got to go like this. All right, how... I can only go so, nah, man. Well, think of this. Am I thinking of the welfare of another or am I thinking just for my own convenience? Love makes you go longer. Love's going to make you drive longer, stay longer, do more, be uncomfortable, not be excited about the whole environment of the moment because it's going to be a little painful for your flesh because you're going to probably want to get out of this by now. I'm just telling you how it rolls, man. Oh, but praise be to God. We want the grace, 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 grace. Now, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And God bless all the grace people. And you know what I mean by that? Don't, go, don't walk out of here offended. But my God in heaven, you know. You know what I'm saying? For the, not for the grace of God, there go I. Okay, now we got the label. Let's live up. 
See it? Yeah, now we can, we can grow. Here's the thing. When you love like Jesus love, this is the big one. The recipient will be better off after you have touched their life. So let's walk in the next situation and go, are you going to be better off that I came into this moment in time in your life after I leave? How many people you've been in their presence, it was better when they left for you to keep sanity than they stood and helped you in the matter. You know what I'm saying, guys. I'm locating it today. Look, love does what's most beneficial for the recipient. Now, here's why. I didn't give this to nobody. You guys get this bonus package, and I'm done. You know why? Now you don't, if you shut me down, don't shut me down right here. Hear me. And then you can do what you want. Because here's the key. Everything God has done for you and me has been for our betterment, not his. It cost him everything. When true love is exercised, it's going to cost you something and profit them. In order to love as he loved, you're going to have to go out of your way and you're going to have to distribute even more to people because this is what it's going to do. It's going to disturb your normal course of life. It's going to get in your life. It's going to, to love, it's going to alter your life. It's going to alter your time. It's going to alter your attention. Love's going to make you move in a direction that alters the course of your life. Just remember this, I'm done. Everything God has done for you and me has been for our betterment. And it cost him everything. When true love is exercised, it's going to cost you something. Remember this, if I'm going to love you, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost you nothing. That's why it's love. But it cost him everything to love you. Just remember this. Man's side, it's going to be hard. Only if you haven't seen the God side. You want to make the man side easy? Get a revelation of the God side first. Once you get a revelation of the God side... The man side becomes a whole lot easier. Because once I see what I got from him, it's easy for me to give you what I got. Because it wasn't mine to begin with. Grace gave it to me. And that's why he said, the grace, it's the key. It is. Because you know why? You didn't get it because of your works. You got it from me by faith. So why would you hold back what I gave you when it wasn't even yours in the beginning? Stop taking so much ownership of your life. It's not yours. You've been bought with a price. Somebody else purchased you. Purchased me. Purchased all of us. And gave us the grace to make it through life. Guys, I promise you this. I know life isn't easy. And let me tell you something. As your pastor, you need to know something. We are not, we are not oblivious to everything everything that's walking and happening and moving in the earth that we're in. But we sure, are, we sure are aware that God's got an answer for every problem that I'm like. Listen, we, we walk in, we're going to walk through loss. We're going to walk through some seasons, man. We walk through some stuff. But I promise you this, we got the answer in Jesus. 
And I'll tell you this, Jesus, this is in wraps. Love never fails. Love will never fail. Some of us women say, well, you know, you just throw that love card around. No, I'm not throwing a love card around. I'm carrying, I'm carrying, I'm carrying the character of the CEO of the company. Love. By that, all men will know that you are my disciple. And that's the only person you got to please in life. People will never understand you. But when you understand God, you don't need anybody to understand you. You know there's enough understanding in him. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. God, I thank you for the precious people of the earth. I thank you, Lord. Man, we are so, so happy. Because you love us. Father, I thank you. I thank you for loving like you love. Lord, I love God. I thank you so much. God, God, if there's hurt in this, seriously, I feel the anointing right here. I don't want nobody, you might have to do something and I'm not even going to open my eyes. But if you're in this building today, I, I pray you will not, if you need to make a move or you need to just do something, I'm, I feel the, I really do, I feel a strong anointing right here right now. You might be in this room and say, Pastor, there's some stuff you said. Maybe, maybe you just, maybe God just pricked your heart. Maybe there's something that has offended you. Maybe something has hurt you. Maybe you're in this season of life and you say, man, Pastor, I'm, I'm feeling the pain right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe you carry a discouragement in your heart you need to get rid of. Maybe you're, maybe you are. Maybe you, look, if there's any place to be transparent, it's in the house of the Lord. Pastor, I'm struggling in a, in a racial arena. It, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've checked in my heart, and I know there's things inside my heart that ain't right. It's okay. God is going to help you. You might say, I, I, I grew up in a home where racial, racial discouragement is evil. Sometimes we're just a byproduct of our environment, guys. I'm not saying it's okay, but we can, we can fix it. You might be in here today and you say, Pastor Chris, I, I, I have a hatred towards, towards a race of people. I don't even know why. It's okay. God's blood can fix it. You might be in here and say, say I'm, I, I, I got pain in my heart. You know what? I need to forgive. People were cruel to me or mean to me or maybe... You've been in a situation where someone has produced prejudice against you in any arena. It's okay. God could come in today and heal it. And I want you to be transparent right here, right now. God can't fix nothing. You're not willing. Whatever you will not confront in your life, you have to tolerate for the rest of your life. This is a safe environment. Nobody's understanding why. Maybe you just need forgiveness. Maybe you feel like my heart's not right. Maybe you feel like, man, I'm mad right now. You might be in this, you might, you, you might be in this room today and go, I am offended. I'm just offended. I'm offended at the insensitivity of the church. I'm offended at the insensitivity. I'm watching people. Don't people care? about stuff that I care about. You might you might be in this room and you might be like, well, now I feel like, what, are you saying that I'm, 
I, I got these thoughts. I don't have those. I don't know what you're feeling right now, but this is the altar of God, and this is the place to leave it. I don't want you carrying your burdens in this building anymore. This is why you have the church. This is why you're here. You might be in here today and say, man, they're trying to label me. You're trying to label me something I'm not. Well, maybe you need to leave that on the altar. Maybe some of you are like, I do. I have a, maybe you have a, 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 just a, a, a pain a prejudice or something. Maybe you're offended. Maybe you're, maybe a police officer treated you in a wrong way and now you have a resentment. Maybe there's something. I don't know. I don't know, but I know this place is safe. And I want you today to clear your conscience before the Lord. I'm being serious. I want every eye closed in this building. I don't want nobody looking around. And if you're in here today, this is the altar of God. This is the safe place to leave it. Maybe you grew up in a home where this is just a way of life. I don't know. But I know we're at a church and we're a place of healing. And I want you just to take a minute right now. And I want you just, if you got to raise your hand, raise your hand. Ain't nobody know in here why you're raising your hand. But if you got to stand up at your seat or you got to do something, you got to make a move. Maybe you grew up in an environment. I don't know what it is, but I know in this house today, we're getting ready. We, I'm going to be straight with you. We've never, we've never affect, felt in, in the house of God a separation. Never. We've always, always been a, a multicultural from the beginning to the end. But you might be in here today and say, man, Pastor, I'm struggling. Well, that's why we're here. If there's something you got to get rid of, get rid of it in the blood of Jesus. If there's something you got to let go, let go over in here. And you say, Pastor, my feelings ain't there. Well, your feelings will catch up to your faith. Release your feelings today. If you got to lift your hand to heaven, lift your hand and say, God, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm offended and I need some change. I'm hurt and I need some change. I need some help. If you're in the house of God, if you got to stand up, stand up. You need to pray, we'll pray. I don't care what we got to do, but we're going to do it and help somebody. And it's okay. If you want to come in the altar, come in the altar. Ain't nobody going to know, care why you're in the altar. Ain't nobody going to care what you do. Just keep a little bit of distance and let's go. We're walking, at, we're walking out of this place today with healing for somebody. Somebody might be in here today and say, man, I watched, I look, I'm telling you right now, we got people weeping all over the nation. I think you should be weeping in the church where God can touch your life. Listen, I'm, injustice is wrong. The murder of a man is wrong. People dying is wrong. Anger is wrong. The Bible says be angry, but sin not. It's okay to be angry, but we got to be controlled in the anger that we have. We got to be, we got to be compassionate with people. We got to be loving toward. It's going to get uncomfortable. It gets messy. But the only way you get better is you get messy. I'm a messy person right now. It's okay. You're still a work in progress. I'm messy right now. I'm mad. I'm angry. I'm hate-filled. I'm, I'm furious. I'm vengeful. I feel like, Pastor, I feel I can't even contain it anymore. It's okay. You're messy right now. It's okay to be messy. Because you're still a work in progress. I want you to remember this, and I don't want you to forget this. You ain't, he ain't done with you. You might be that piece of pottery He's just working on the clay. Pastor, Pastor, you know what? I'm thinking about that clay right now. I got, I got, some, I got some edges need to. 
I got some stuff. Let the potter work on you, man. He's been working on me from the beginning of the journey. I don't expect him to stop. Nobody's judging you in a moment of life for a lifetime of who you are. The world will do that. But we won't. We won't. I refuse to. Listen, if you're in here right now and you say, man, that's me. If you got to lift your hand to heaven and say, God, see my hand, see my heart, whatever it is, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray for you right now. And something's I don't care you got to get in the altar. I don't care you got to stand. I'm being serious, man. I'm opening these altars. You got to come in the altar. You need, you got, you have pain in your heart. You feel like, God, I need you to help me. Come on, get out of your seat. Come down. If you feel like you got to come down, come down. You don't want to come down. You don't have to. You want to kneel at your seat, kneel at your seat. You're not leaving this building the way you came in here. I believe the anointing's in here today. And we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave here, what loaded, filled up with Jesus. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you, some of you might be hurt. If you're hurt, get up out of your seat. Come in the altar. If you need to come in the altar, come in the altar. You don't need to stand up. You don't need to stand up and lay in the seat. I don't care. I didn't come here. Some of you might have bitterness. You got, I got. You got pain in your. I don't know what you've been trained in. What you've been told. It's time for the church to start training the mentality of mankind. We're people of love. Amen. We're the family of God. We walk in love. Come on. Just let it out right now. Tell God. Say, God, I got pain in my heart. If you got something you've been holding up, if you got something you've been holding back, man, maybe you got a, maybe you have a problem. Maybe you have a, maybe you have a, 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 a thought, and you could sing. Maybe you got, you guys could sing. But listen, just sing. But just don't make me, don't make them louder than me. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying today? You might have, you might have prejudice in your heart. That's right. You might have it. I don't know how it got there, but we need to get rid of it. You might have hatred in your heart. I don't know how it got there. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out how the enemy, but guess what? We're going to get rid of it today. You ain't going to have to carry this stuff in your heart no more. You're not going to have to carry prejudice in your heart. You're not going to have to carry oppression in your heart, pain in your heart. This is a house of freedom. This is a place of hope. This is where the anointing gets released in your life to change your life. But don't you sit in the house of God and like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. No, this is your moment in time. We might never be here another day. But if you got to get in this altar, get in the altar. I don't know how the devil got in, but we're going to get him out. The altar, Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness, come on. The precious blood of Jesus Christ, come on. You better get out of your seat and get this. I promise. If you got prejudice in your heart, come in this altar and let God burn it out. If you got pain in your heart, get in the altar. Let him burn it out. Only God can touch a heart. I don't know what you need. You might just be here and be like, people hurt my feeling. Get in the altar. Get on your knees. Get close to God. Let's get this thing going. Come on. Sing it. There ain't no judgment in this house. I promise you this. There ain't no judgment. I'd be in this altar right now. I swear to God, if I had something going on, you better get in the altar. God will take it out. I feel it, man. If you're home, if you're home, if you're home, you kneel down right there. You just kneel down and say, God, I got stuff in my heart I got to get rid of. Come on, sing. Sing it. You sing it. Come on. It's calling. Come on. Come on, he's calling you. Oh, 
come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Come on. Forgiveness. Come on. There's healing in this house. Come on. Precious blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. Yeah. arms are open wide. Come on. Forgiveness. Come on. Precious blood. Precious blood. Precious blood. Jesus Christ. Come on. Come to. Come on. The altar, yeah. Father's arms are open wide. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen, just because you're in this altar, I don't know what people are dealing with, but I'm just, just please. We got, Pastor Liz is going to. She's going to pray with you too, but I don't want you leaving this moment. Listen to me. I'm being serious with you. The anointing's in here, and don't leave this altar yet. There's people in here, don't you ever feel embarrassed. Listen, what's the difference of the struggle? If you're battling addiction and you got to come in this thing, somebody going to judge you for that? Listen, I never battle with addiction. I don't, I don't, battle, I don't battle in this, this season here either, but I got my own struggles. Who am I to look at your struggle and say it ain't a big deal? If you need to be in this altar, you come in the altar. If God's pulling on your heart, you come. People have been, people for years have been, you know, you say, well, Pastor, I don't know who needs to come. But if you need to be in this altar, you get in the altar. When Pastor Liz gives this altar call, you just be serious with God. And nobody, nobody, nobody's judging anybody. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, you know like I do, man, if you're struggling, the house of hope is in the house of God. It's okay. It's okay. And we love you. And I got news for you. I could teach you how to love. That's easy because I had to learn. You know, I love selfishly. You didn't? I love when it's easy and convenient, but not no more. Love's got to go out of its way. I promise you today when we pray, if you make just, there's people in this altar just got pain in their heart because of, because of people. Seriously. Maybe you've been discriminated in other areas or you've been, maybe somebody looked at you and said, oh, you're a woman. What do you know? Listen, I got it, guys. I know. Maybe somebody looked at you and said, oh, you know, you're this, you're that. Whatever it is, you feel like, let me tell you something. It all comes from the same source of evil. It really does, man. Guys, I said it. This battle's not flesh and blood, man. It's spiritual. But only God can get in there and fix you. Only go in there and fix me. Listen, we're going to pray and we're going to believe you're home. I'm serious. This is why it's so important you share this when we share stuff because we can help people. Because why would you want to stay trapped in something that wasn't even yours to begin with? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.